to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to talk about today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. All right, you pirates, let's get down to it. There's really only going to be one thing on today's docket, and that's going to be all of the videos that Rare has been putting out just for launch. And it's been great because they've had streams, they've got an AMA coming out, they've been pumping out videos like there's no tomorrow. So I'm really excited for this. They're wrapping things up as they get closer and closer to launch. We're so close. I think by... This time tomorrow, it's going to be four days left. So I'm really excited about this. So let's get into it. First off, they went ahead and talked about the lowdown on launch. And I'm going to have links to these videos uh, in the description below. So make sure you're checking the description, in the, or not the description, but the, uh, the notes for this on the podcast as well as contact information for myself but they got together we got mike we got joe we got a community team kind of asking questions and we just kind of broke down well not we but they went ahead and broke down pretty much everything you could possibly want to know and need to know about sea of thieves and what to expect going into launch and they covered a lot of information this was a really really long stream i actually watched it three times just to try and nitpick little things and see if i could suss out information based on all the little sea of teases that jonate loves to put out there he's so good at this and i i feel like i've got just about everything uh kind of worked out in my mind about what to expect leading up to launch as far as like what's going to be possibly happening i'm going to break those down little by little so Right off the bat, let's talk about the big question that I want to ask for the AMA tomorrow, and that is, what is Athena's fortune? So just a little background on who Athena is, if you're not fully aware, she is one of the Greek goddesses of wisdom and war, which I think is very appropriate for this. She also is uh, credited for creating the flute. I don't know how true that is, but maybe one of her treasures is actually getting a flute. So she basically is the female counterpart to Ares, the god of war in Greek mythology. So if this is true, if this is Athena's fortune, then it could very well be just a horde of cash, spoils of war per se. So we kind of get the idea that this is going to be something that you achieve after you've cre- or after you've gotten to the point of pirate legend. So this is kind of like the teaser for what comes after becoming a pirate legend when you get those legendary quests which I mean if we're talking about legends the 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 spoils or the the fortune of a goddess would be very legendary to acquire so I'm I'm looking forward to finding out more about this but I doubt we will hopefully in the AMA but probably not until well after launch well after some people who have really sunk in some time sunk in some time sunk in some time to get your pirate legend status and go hunting for this fortune so i'm looking forward to it one of my other questions for this ama that i would love to be able to find out about is in a lot of the videos in the captain's cabin we always see a mock-up of a small version of the ship you're on well of, of the galleon i should say because that's the only captain's cabin they have But in the video, we see it on the table. But when we're in the beta and the scale tests, we have yet to see this mock-up of a small version of your ship. So I'm really curious to understand if 
Maybe this is just for show, or maybe it's actually a representation of your ship, and this is how you actually customize your ship. I know that there's a box over by the vendor at most uh, outposts where you can probably actually alter your ship and its look of the the livery, the sails, and the, the figurehead there. But I'm really curious to know if maybe you're out in sea and someone comes on your, your ship and they want to alter the figurehead because they've spent the, the gold pieces to get the really cool spinal or uh, Banjo-Kazooie one, and they want to alter it. And instead of having to go all the way to a port to be able to do that, they go ahead and just go down into the captain's cabin and adjust it there. Now, this may only apply for the galleon. This is just kind of like a shot in the dark. I would hope this would be a thing. But I'm just really curious because we haven't actually seen that in any of the tests that we've played in. It's only been represented in the video. And a lot of the stuff that's in the video is stuff that we haven't seen as well, too. So I don't know if this was early footage and they just kind of saved it for now. Or if this is something that is still actually in the live client. So one of the few things I wanted to have answered on the AMA tomorrow. Uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to get it in there. I don't know. I just realized... I haven't even mentioned the fact that the AMA is tomorrow, so I guess you already knew, hopefully you knew. If you didn't know, there is a Reddit AMA for Sea of Thieves tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. PST. That's going to be 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then 3 p.m. GMT. So hopefully that helps you if you're listening to this tomorrow. Uh, good chance that you've probably missed it, but I'm going to be going through it this weekend and trying to pick out any little details that I can find that are interesting information as well as uh, just good, good to know stuff before we go into launch. But we're so close to launch, it's almost kind of hard not to just want to wait and kind of go silent for a little bit. But I know there's a lot of people out there just like myself that are eating up all this content that they're giving us and just kind of getting even more hyped for this game. The hype train or the hype ship. Let's go with hype ship. The hype ship is uh, just sailing on and we're going full tilt in the sails. So tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., I'm going to be at work doing all worky stuff, but uh, I'm going to be going through it afterwards and making sure that I get all the good information for you. Speaking of getting good information for you, uh, the next episode will probably be my first impressions on Tuesday. So I will probably be playing most of Tuesday and then I'm hoping to get a show recorded and then out hopefully Wednesday of some of the stuff that I found, some of the interesting things that we learned after launch. Uh, hopefully we'll get some good stats on what it was like for the launch at midnight for other people. Any kind of news like that. I know that the Banana Quest is starting on Monday as well too, so we've already got a couple clues. There was a uh, board in the uh stadium of the Buccaneers when they were doing the human cannon that people have kind of sussed out the information about it. It was like locations, like uh, longitude, latitude for, for different major cities in around the world that I guess are going to be locations that will have hints to the banana quest as well. And we've also gotten a bunch of tweets from Captain Bones, who's actually been kind of 
MIA for a while, but he's back. He's tweeting heavy, and hopefully he'll be another outlet for us to find more information. I'm sure we'll probably get some information uh, dropped in the forums on Sea of Thieves as well as Reddit. They like kind of spreading this information out as it kind of disseminates out to other people who have more time to kind of work on that than I do and are a lot smarter than me. All right, so with this Mixer stream that they did on Wednesday, it was basically the lowdown to launch. And it was a very long video, and I loved going through it the three times that I did. I took a lot of notes as I was kind of going, so everything's kind of broken up into just little interesting tidbits that I found. And I don't really have, like, good ways to kind of section it off right now. So I'm just going to kind of work through the list and kind of touch on things as, as it was brought up during the actual stream so first things first uh charming snakes with a sea shanty so when we when we did the last final beta we gained access to the final merchants or excuse me the merchant alliance and with the merchant alliance we were able to capture pigs and chickens and we later found out that snakes are going to be available as well and those snakes are going to be dangerous if they bite you you will get poisoned which we don't really have a way to indicate how poisoned is ticking damage or if it's just going to be a straight amount of health taken away so we're not quite sure about that but we did learn that if you want to catch a snake in one of the little baskets the best way to do it is by playing it a song so shanties are not just for on ships they're actually going to be able to help calm down snakes so that you can capture them for the merchant alliance we also learned that the snake baskets are going to be a good way to protect your treasure because they are dangerous inherently and if people come in and they aren't expecting it and they don't play a song fast enough then there's a good chance they're going to get bitten and if they get bitten we're not quite sure how the poison works obviously but they're going to be taking less damage than just being completely unprotected or going to be completely at full health uh, when they grab a chest so you'll be able to take them out a lot quicker they might not even make it to the chest or make it away with the chest if the snake bite is a constant poison and they have to eat like a banana to clear the the effect so we're still not quite sure how that works but i'm sure we're going to find out real quick one of the other things that we learned about this video is that there are actually going to be three types of different skeletons on islands now with this video, we initially found out that there were two, and that one first was going to be a golden skeleton, and that those skeletons actually have a lot of their body made up of treasure, and that they're going to be very heavy and very kind of slow and lumbering as they move around, and the best way to take them on is actually to throw water on them, and what it does is it tends to slow them down, cause them to rust, so that they're vulnerable to more damage. The other one that we found out was actually a shadow skeleton, which is actually vulnerable to light, especially from your lantern. So during nighttime or if they're in caves or right around dusk or dawn, they're actually going to be more powerful and harder to kill. So these are just two of the ones that we know of from the video and that they talked about during that show. We also found out that with the release trailer, I believe, uh, or no, I believe it was the Everything You Need to Know video that they released later on that there's actually a third one that is more kind of jungle style it looks like it's been kind of stuck in the plants and a lot of the foliage is kind of grown on it and in it and it's actually 
part skeleton, part foliage. So that was really cool too. I'm not sure how that one would be kind of taken down, but I imagine flames would be a good way to start it, a uh, gunpowder keg or something like that. So we're not really sure about that. We'll kind of find out when we actually get a chance to try it out on the live server. And with these skeletons, I feel like I really need to kind of bring this up because this really hasn't been talked about in anything I've read or seen in Sea of Thieves so far. And that's the concept of elements. We have elements in the game. Obviously, we've got thunder and lightning. We've got water and fire. We have different things as far as like light and dark. But we never really grasped that these things were opposites that kind of like worked or like you know if you walk into a cave you hold up a lantern it's going to get brighter but what we didn't know is is that your lantern is going to have more purpose than just being a way to light cave dark areas or at night and stuff we had no idea that you were going to be able to use these things to combat different types of magical creatures in the game which kind of leads me to wonder what they have in store with this because if water rusts and slows metal magical metal objects like skeletons or gold skeletons and then lanterns hurt or make vulnerable shadow skeletons what could they possibly do because everything you need is right when you start the game you get every item that you could possibly need in the game so we already have ideas of music being able to calm things and that we have food to be able to sate things and now we know that lanterns will cause things that are inherently dark magic to take vulnerable or take vulnerability so they're easier to kill and we know that water tends to will be slowing down heavier gold skeletons so i'm really curious what other things that we have at our arsenal that we just haven't put into practice yet so I'm really curious about this. I'd like to hear some theories from you guys. Uh, hit me up at, at Captain Logan. That's C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N at Twitter. Uh, if you want to do hashtag Keelhauled, that would be great. I don't think anyone's using that right now, but that'll give me a way to kind of keep track of your, your fan theories of what else we could possibly do. So one of the other things that was mentioned shortly after talking about the skeletons were going to be the lore books that had been mentioned in past videos about how those are going to be kind of strewn about or scattered throughout the world. And we kind of understood that these lore books were, in fact, just lore for the world about the different islands and the different people that inhabited them and maybe ancient civilizations that happened before we kind of came about working towards our goal of the golden age of piracy. So these lore books were going to be a way for us to kind of tap into this world that is existing before we kind of make our own version of this this world uh, for ourselves. And it was really kind of cool. I was looking forward to, to, to kind of finding those and learning more about this, but it's really kind of interesting to find out that a lot of these lore books have more than just kind of history in them and that we actually found out that they're going to start having uh, lyrics in them to some of the shanties that we know and that these shanties aren't just tunes that we've picked up as we've come into this world but there's actually meaning behind the songs as well too so I'm really curious to find out what those lyrics are to be able to put emotions or a narrative to the shanties and we've also learned that some of these lore books are actually going to be quests 
they didn't go into details about that, but we do know that they will serve as a means of adventuring to new places to check out uncharted uh, islands. I know there's a couple uncharted islands that have civilization uh, statues and, and pillars and stuff that aren't explained anywhere. So I'm looking forward to finding out more about how those came about, why they're gone, uh, why the civilization is gone, and what we can do to kind of tap into whatever mystical powers or knowledge those hold. For those pirates looking for additional content outside of the game, look to your local comic book store. The first issue of the Sea of Thieves comic is actually out. I've seen the two variant copies, and it really makes me want to go out and get them. I love comics. I don't follow enough of them, but the ones that I do like are the ones that are the most obscure ones, like Saga. Well, that's not really obscure, but it's uh, it's less than like Marvel or DC. I like the Image Comic companies, but... This looks really great. A lot of the characters in there are uh, either related to each other or related to a character in Sea of Thieves that was hinted at during the video. So it'll be interesting to find out if there's any kind of hints or Easter eggs in the comics that we can find in-game. Maybe places that people have been or items that people have used in the comic book that are actually in the game as well, too. So that'll be kind of cool if we get a chance to find out some of those little Easter eggs and have some ties and connections between different mediums, games, and comics. Also, on top of the Banana Quest this Monday, Rare has said that they are releasing something quote-unquote amazing on Monday. And apparently Joe made mention that this was uh, a cut of it. The it's, it's supposedly a video that's something that they've had a dream about since the beginning. What I think this is, is I, I think that this is actually going to be a video going back over the last few years and kind of showing the culmination of all the work that they put into making Sea of Thieves, as well as all of the years of, of game content that Rare has done that has had pirate influence and how that's kind of led to this kind of point where they've decided to make a, a pirate game. So I'm looking forward to this on Monday. Uh, I would love to see maybe people that have helped out with the content of the game or kind of put towards uh, the, the bettering of this game through the alpha, through the founders and the deckhands. So speaking of that, there is potentially going to be some commemorative figureheads, uh, sales, and deck liveries for the founders and deckhands. They have teased us a lot that there's going to be something special for the people who were there from the very beginning. They've already put a lot of these people into the lore and into the game itself to kind of commemorate the fact that they've been so dedicated to this game. I think if you are a founder or a uh, alpha tester, then you are going to have access to very specific commemorative figurehead sales and uh, liveries for your ship. I really wish I had jumped in on this at an early time because it's really special that Rare is willing to take time to build this for the the gamers, for the people, for the for the community that has supported them year and year for this game. All right, so 
Let's get into talking about some of the things that I was really excited to hear about. We started taking some questions from the chat of the different streams, I think from Twitter and Mixer and other areas. And this is when we actually got to get Mike and Joe to sit down and kind of answer some of the biggest questions that people were able to kind of field into it. So some of them very obvious, easy to find information about stuff, especially if you just go to their website. We actually got some really great things to, to find out about this. We got to find out that uh, the when when the ship is sunken, when you destroy an opponent's ship and they die, they will no longer respawn at the mermaid. It will actually be, they will be sent to their new ship. So this is a great, great change from the betas to the live server we're actually going to be able to have an interrupt in when we die we're not going to get spawn camped because we keep appearing at the mermaid to try and teleport to our new ship we're just going to be sent straight to our ship i'm really happy about that that that's great i love it one of the other things that was talked about is how players are now going to have the power the power to choose who goes in and out of their ship this is great they talked about a couple weeks ago, they had to make the hard choice that people weren't going to be able to have specific lock-ins and lock-outs for slots on a ship. What do I mean by that? Well, currently in the game, I talked about this a lot, and this is going to be kind of big for me because I'm really excited at this. If you have a galleon, you can have three or four players on that ship. Now, if you have friends that want to jump into it, you automatically have to start with a four-man galleon, and you just have to hope that the person coming into the ship is your friend, especially if they're not online. It's really restrictive. You feel bad because someone pops in, and you don't have a way to, outside of asking them to leave, especially if they're not on voice chat, they can't hear you, and if you're not on PC, you can't type it out. There's not really a good way to keep someone from coming into your ship if they're not a friend if that slot is open so one of the nice things is that they've allowed you to lock slots on the ship so that if you want to start up a voyage you can start up a voyage and then have someone join into it especially if they're on your friends list and you have it available to them same thing with a sloop you can have up to two people on a sloop and if you want to sail solo and just kind of keep going and then someone comes online and says hey captain logan i would love to go do some voyages with you on your ship can i join you i can say yeah hang on a second i'll go into my settings and i'll unlock the open slot so that you can jump into it through my friends list and that way when you're done all i have to do is go back into the setting and lock that back up and i can continue on my solo quest this also allows one person to start a galleon and wait for the three other people to come in or the two other people to come in or the one other person to come in and you can choose to either have random people pop into your game and help you out or you can choose to lock those and have just two three or four people per galleon it's a great idea i love it the problem is is that it's not going to be ready for launch it's a big change and they balance a lot of what happens in the servers based on how many players and how many ships are in each server so to kind of keep things nice and fluid for launch they've decided to make sure that it's not going to cause problems with servers not having enough players because there's a lot of people who have created a galleon with one person 
and it's taking more time to get the other players logged on and into the game. So for the time being, we're going to see one, two, three, and four separate locked galleons and sloops. So if you have three friends, you pick a three-man galleon if you don't want an extra random person jumping in through matchmaking. If you have four people, then you'll take the four-person slot. And if someone leaves, then that'll be opened up and there's a good chance someone random will be coming in. But the good news is that this is already in the game. They just don't want to flip the switch to turn it on yet. They want to make sure that they can work everything out as far as server balance and making sure that there are enough people per server and that you're not running into a problem where there are big one-man galleons sailing around running into stuff because it's too much to handle we also found out that you're going to be able to preload the game prior to launch they're still working on the final build this game has yet to go gold which is just insane to me it is so crazy that these guys are so dedicated to making sure that the initial experiences as good as they can possibly make it that they are still working on the final build the week before launch I don't even know what they're going to be putting on the game discs for the Xbox version. There's going to have to be one heck of a day one download. So anticipate that if you are going with the physical copy. I'm picking up a code from a local retailer because they had a special pre-order with coins. So I'm not going to get to preload it like I wanted to. But I also anticipate that I'm not going to get to play a whole lot during the week because of work. So if you are going digital and you are planning on preloading this game, you will have a hefty amount of game to download, but know that they are working on a final build. It should be ready before launch, and you should be able to download it, I would assume, probably Sunday or Monday. Monday at the latest, obviously. So, great to hear about that. Happy to know that that's something that will help players get into the game sooner, especially since it will be starting midnight on Monday at the most eastern time zone for your country. So East Coast in America will be midnight. West Coast will be 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, depending on what time zone you're in. All right, one of the next items I'm going to talk about hits near and dear to what I was hoping to hear about before launch. And a lot of it has to do with how pirate ship customizations are going to work. We have had zero information about how these are actually going to work when you get into a game. Because as it is, you can buy different items or different figureheads and paint jobs or liveries for your ship and sails and stuff. But... How does that apply? And who's in control of that? And how does that happen after a game session? Well, we found out everything about that. They, Joe and, and Mike went into great detail to tell us about uh, how the ship customizations will be up to each person in the crew. And they will be able to customize it and bring what they want to the actual ship and be able to put what they want on there. And then when the ship is is... Uh, sunken or or not sunken but when the session is done everything that you have is still yours you don't have to worry about buying anything else which I kind of figured we knew about that because it, it seems to operate very similar to the way that clothing and skins work for weapons and items so it's good to know that it's going to be kind of a kind of a, 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 a group effort to make your ship look however you want it 
The difference is when you get your ship captaincy, when you become a pirate legend in a later content drop, which I imagine they said was probably going to be about three months after launch. So we're probably looking around June that we'll see that come in where you you get your ship captaincy and you get your own ship and then you can start to deck out that ship exactly the way you want it so if you want it to look like the flying dutchman or the black pearl you'll have that ability to make your ship look like that and then any crew that comes in and uses your ship they can't alter it it's going to be yours and yours alone and they're just on it so i'm glad to hear about that uh it's really nice to get a little more information about that because it's it's with the customizations you're never really sure who's in charge of that so it's good to get a lot more information right up right before launch to kind of figure out like how that all works i'm very happy thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you we also found out that we're going to be able to pin pirates on the carousel so we will see eight pirates when we first start uh up and then We'll be able to refresh each of them, and then as we're going through those lists, we'll be able to pin one and then refresh the other seven, allowing us to kind of collect eight pirates so that we'll be able to choose from those eight uh, which one we'd like to have. So you're not necessarily worried about missing out on what could potentially be your perfect pirate just because you want to see what could potentially come up by refreshing it. So I'm glad that that's in there as well, too. All right, I feel like I've gotten everything out of the way except for a couple little things. The last thing I want to kind of chat about are just some of the little things I noticed from the videos that we've been getting over the last three days. The information about the fact that the final beta had the most players concurrently and ever that they've had playing the beta, and that's helped them a lot in making sure that launch is going to be smoothly. They've already made at least four major changes towards the scaling and reputation services to make sure that, that problems with uh, chests being turned in and having um, lag or just non-recognition of those turn-ins taken care of. They've just they've gone through and they've said, all right, we buffed up all these services. They should work just fine. You should also have no problem doing a pirate uh, or a, a skeleton fort and having the room with all of the loot empty. That's taken care of as well. They wanted to do it on the final beta, but unfortunately they would have had to push out an entire new build and forced people to download another 18 gigs just for that one thing. And they know that it sucked to go and work so hard to get nothing. They're very sorry about that, but with it being so close to the end of the beta, and so close to launch, they just wanted to make sure that it was good for launch and that they let people know that that was a known issue and that it's already fixed. I said I was almost done, didn't I? Gosh, I don't know how I could have gotten done with this episode and completely forgot to mention the Kraken. We finally got to see the Kraken. We finally got to see the arms, the large tentacles, the darkening cloud of inky seawater underneath your ship. We got the final launch trailer for the game, and we got to see all of the, the cool tentacles rising up out of the water and grabbing the ship. It looks awesome, and it looks terrifying. I really don't know if I actually want to go fight these things. At first, I was thinking, oh, this should be really cool. It'll be a really nice battle. 
uh, not so much anymore. I, I think I'm going to stick to chasing pigs with uh, snout cams. But uh, for those of you who do want to go tackle a kraken, kudos. Uh, I will watch from afar, maybe lob a couple cannonballs towards some of the tentacles, hoping that it doesn't come close to me, and not have to deal with some of the issues that I've heard rumors about, like cutting a tentacle with your saber and having poisonous blood spray and cover your face and you take damage or being drowned by a kraken tentacle or your ship just completely smashed and dragged to the bottom of the sea. I think I'm good. I think I'm just going to go for some chickens and pigs and maybe tackle a couple snakes here and there. That's, that's just frightening beyond belief. So, uh, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll watch it from far away. I'll drop anchor. I'll crawl up to the, to the crow's nest. I'll check it out through my spyglass. I'm not going near it. I'm not going anywhere near that thing. I can handle storms. I can handle skeleton lords, sharks. I can handle other people. That's fine. I can do that. I'm not going near that, that kraken thing. That's crazy. That's just crazy craziness. You people who want to go tackle a kraken now, uh-uh, nope. I'm not getting dragged to the bottom of the sea. I am not losing my ship and everything on it to that. As soon as I see a black, inky sea area, nope, we're going right around. Uh-uh, I'm getting out. All right, now that I've scared myself uh, thinking about Krakens again, I think it's time to kind of wrap things up. One parting note is that streams will continue after launch. They've let people know that they want to make sure to utilize the studio that they have there to address community feedback, talk about new features and upcoming things. So we're going to get to hear a lot more from the Rare team as this game goes live and into the future with new content. And you can expect that I'm going to be covering that stuff for you as well too. So if you'd like to have a summarized short little note about what's been going on in the world of Sea of Thieves, I almost said World of Warcraft, forgive me, in the Sea of Thieves world, then I will be here for you. I'm looking for forward to launch i can't wait it's going to be a long weekend while i try and deal with this but we still have the ama to go into and the little bits of deckhand or founders information and probably a cool video kind of recapping all the stuff that's happened in the making of sea of thieves on monday so if you want to get a hold of me there's plenty of ways to do so i've had many people reach out through different mediums my email, C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Twitter, at Captain Logan or at Captain underscore L-O-G-U-N. Twitch, you can find me over there streaming at twitch.tv slash C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. My gamer tag on Xbox is Captain Logan, all one word close together. I'm also going to have a link to the, to the Keel Hauled podcast for Discord in the notes for this episode as well too. So feel free to jump over there. I'm building it slowly as I go. It's going to be a general purpose Discord though. So come in, say hi, tell me some of the favorite things that you're looking forward to doing in Sea of Thieves. Until then, I hope everyone has a great time, and I hope to get to sail with you in the future.